Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Because there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say, no foul, no foul. With GEICO, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with GEICO. It's almost better than sports. I'm Hugh Atchison. I'm a chef, a restaurateur, a traveler, and now I'm the host of The Passenger. People ask me all the time, you know, what's that list of places to go in this city, in that city? And this show is dedicated to that idea. Immersing yourself in that culture and finding out what's intriguing and what resounds and what we think about the future of that place as a visitor, as a passenger. Subscribe now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to Movie Crush. It's mini crushing time with me and Mr. Noel Brown. It is I, Mr. Noel Brown, here to mini crush with you, Chuck. Man, it's hot in here. I hate this studio. Should we take off all our clothes? (laughs) That's a song. That's a reference (laughs) to a 90s hip hop song. That's a reference to coitus. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right, Noel, we're going to start off this week. We're going to get right into it with a little surprise for you. Uh, I know one of the running jokes on this show is movies that you haven't seen that I'm flabbergasted by, and people are starting to joke about that Uh on the uh, mini mini crush, movie crush. Wait, do they think I'm some kind of like uncultured rube? No, it's just funny because people are like, uh, Chuck's always saying, what, you haven't seen that? So here we go with a special little game called Noel's Holes. Wow. (laughs) So Noel, what I did was I put together a list of 20 films. From the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, uh, from a variety of genres, but all considered classics. And uh, you need to respond whether or not you have seen this movie or not. Should we t- should we allow <laughs> the listeners to place bets? Sure. Everyone just... How, how do we do this? <laughs> how, how, how many are we talking here? 20? 20 movies. Okay, so if my ratio falls... Oh, what's the over-under? Yeah, yeah. Well... I, well, here's what I tried to do. I tried to just go across genres so it wasn't like, you know, I tried to be fair about it. Yeah. I'm not stump you necessarily. So I think I've, I, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to do better than 50%. Okay. All right, but we'll see. All right. I'm going to highlight the ones in green that you've seen. Number one, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Sure. Okay. Yeah. That's the one with uh, with Phoebe Cates, right? <laughs> of course. That's yeah, what you the, remember. Yeah. Coming out of the pool. All right. To that uh, Cars song. Yeah. No, I like that movie. Okay. Great. Yeah. All right. Number two, Noel. Unforgiven. Of course. The Great Clint Eastwood Western. I've seen that one. You know, I remember that actually came out on my birthday, uh, the year that it came out. Um, I was quite young, but I do remember it came out on August 8th. And you saw it. No, I did not. I did not see it till years later. Oh, but you did see it. I saw it. I rented it when it came out, you know, during the, 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 the halcyon blockbuster days. All right. Well, Noel, so far, I'm very impressed. Two for two. Me too, buddy. Number three, When Harry Met Sally. No. Oh. I have seen the famous 
orgasm scene, though, just on clips. Doesn't right? count. Okay, fine. Knowles Holes, When Harry Met Sally. Yep. There are a lot of shocked people right now. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. Uh, number four. Is it any good? When Harry Met Sally? Yeah. No, the probably the best romantic comedy of all time. Gotcha. Genuinely funny, wonderfully scripted, okay. acted, and directed. Okay. Classic, classic I'll have film. to fill that hole, Chuck. It's very good. Yeah. I had to actually watch that recently for uh, what I thought was going to be a movie crush appearance from Nikki Glaser. Um, she was coming through town, and she was all set. We were all set, and then she had to cancel, and I felt terrible, and she felt terrible. But we're, we're going to get her in here again. Sweet. I think. Um, Goodwill Hunting. Yes, of course. Uh, okay. How about them apples? Yeah, all right. <laughs> you don't have to prove it. <laughs> Robert actually, Williams? Maybe you should have to prove it. Isn't he like the, the, the janitor? No, wait, it's the other way around. All right, you he's have the professor. Seen it. No, he's the professor, <laughs> and, and, and Matt Damon is the janitor. Yes. Who's like the secret math genius. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah. The usual suspects. Of course. Noel, you are jamming. Well, I mean, I, I think it's absurd, this notion that I like, haven't seen movies. Well, I think you're try, you're proving that <laughs> in our uh, kangaroo court. Okay. American Beauty. Yes. Okay. That's another one I saw a million times. I love that one when it came right, out. I you know, love Alan Ball. <laughs> we're we're going to change the name of this from Noel's Holes to Noel Gets Offended. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, keep it coming. Come on. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yes. All right. He rips out the water fountain at the end. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he throws it through the window. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Say Anything. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's one of those ones I've probably seen in bits and pieces on TV over the years. Kind of like a Christmas story, you know? Doesn't count. Okay. Deliverance. Yeah, I've seen Deliverance. Squeal like a pig. Uh. <laughs> I heard a great, I had a, heard a great interview with, um, oh shit, uh, the guy that who just, uh, Burt Reynolds, about how he like wanted to do his own stunt when he goes over that waterfall and sure. how he like almost fucking died like because he, they were going to time it, you know, and mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, 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 so you know, you just count down and then I'll just, I'm going to throw myself off this fucking waterfall and I'm going to go down <laughs> and I'm going to go here and I'm going to go left and I'm going to bounce off of this and then I'm going to end up right there and it's going to look amazing because they were going to do it with a dummy and the director was like, that looks like a dummy. Yeah, so sure. So Kurt Burns was like, oh, fuck it, I'll do it. I'm a crazy bastard. Wow. And he it apparently got caught in like the suction when it like he got, he went down so quickly and then the suction kind of shoots him out uh-huh. it like tore his clothes off wow and he ended up like broken and beaten and like naked and they're like who's that weird looking naked old man over there <laughs> and it was Burt Reynolds because he you know he had just been thrashed crazy and then when they look back at the footage they go still looks like a dummy really <laughs> that was the story it was great <laughs> moving on all right number 10 Noel Animal House no nah, I haven't seen that one all right, that's that's a pretty big hole. Mm. All right, Saturday Night Fever. No. Oh boy, we're on a roll. I have the soundtrack though on vinyl. No, the original Mad Max movie. No. N- not the Road Warrior. No, 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 I haven't seen it. That's three in a row. Mm-hmm. Number thirteen, Doctor Strange Love. Of course. Okay. A, 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 a huge favorite. That's another one I, I could watch uh, repeatedly. Number fourteen, The Graduate. Yeah. Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. Okay. Yeah. Number 15, The Great Escape. No. Okay. Do you know what the movie is? I don't. Uh, World War II Escape from uh, Prison Camp movie mm-hmm. starring... Pretty funny? <laughs> it's hysterical. <laughs> um, it actually does have some funny parts. But, um, boy, starring James Garner and uh, and uh, Steve McQueen and uh, just a, a whole host of dudes. I'm blanking. Great movie. Noel, 
1980s, some kind of wonderful. Nope. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. wait. No, wait, wait. Is that the one? No, I'm thinking of something wild. That's different. That is different. That's different. Some kind of wonderful. Any, it's a red. Okay. Yeah. Number 17, Footloose, a ridge. Nope. All right. That's the one about the town where dancing is illegal. Yeah, that's right. With Kevin Bacon. Noel, number 18, Coming to America. Yeah, I've seen that. Okay. The McDougals, right? Uh, McDougals, yeah. Yeah, that's the, like the McDonald's restaurant. With uh-huh. the, they were the Scottish kilts. <laughs> I love that your takeaway. McDougals. McDougals. Uh, number 19, An American Werewolf in London. Yeah, I've seen that. You're scoring well here. You're pulling it out at the end. And finally, Noel, number 20, Amadeus. Nope. All right, everyone, let's tally it up here. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine movies you have not seen. You have officially seen over 50%. Hey! Nice. You saw 11 of those. That's good. That was fun. That was fun. Noel's holes. We might should do that again. Yeah. You got to fill them holes. Yeah, maybe maybe what we can do is take uh, some submissions, some listener submissions for Noel's holes. I think those are that was a pretty fair smattering. No, it was a good sm- it was a good smattering. <laughs> Here's the thing. Saving money with Geico is almost better than playing pickup basketball. Cuz there's always that guy who joins your game. He never passes the rock, he constantly bricks threes, and he'll completely hack you and then put his hands up and say no foul, no foul. With Geico, it's easy to switch and save on car insurance. No need to fake an ankle sprain because you're absolutely exhausted. So switch and save with Geico. It's almost better than sports. Hey, it's Ben, Henry, and Marcus, hosts of The Last Podcast on the Left. Our show's dedicated to uncovering hilariously horrifying stuff. And now we're only on Spotify. Join us. If you want. Obviously, we'd never force anyone to just blindly join us. That'd be crazy! But if you like stories about doomsday cults who do exactly that and more, please join us on Spotify. Visit spotify.com slash last podcast to listen free. All right, we're going to move it over to uh, social studies. Social studies on movie crush. A few weeks ago, I asked about your favorite documentaries. And uh, you responded in kind with lots of great recommendations. I'm leaving this one up because uh, we have like th- over 300 documentary wrecks over there on the Movie Crush page, not Movie Crushers, everyone. And uh, we're just going to tick down some of these. Teresa DeMauro says The Human Planet from BBC and Planet Earth also from the BBC. Those are great if you're into Nate, Nate Docs. Uh, Steve LaRoche, Dear Zachary, whoo boy, completely destroyed me, he says. Emotionally, and aside from that, it was masterfully shot, edited, and paced. Yes, Steve, we talked about Dear Zachary on the show before. That That's a tough one. Uh, Taylor Ashley, I have not heard of this, but she says, uh, The Toys That Made Us on Netflix, uh, which I believe is a series. Yeah, it's fun. She said it's really good. Yeah, there's and one just... about like Hello Kitty and Sanrio Surprise and all that stuff. There's one about He-Man and, yeah. and a lot of the cartoons that were like made specifically to market action figures. And there's one about Star Wars toys, which I think you would probably dig, Chuck. Yeah. Because um, you're old. <laughs> um, Noel's getting back at me because of your holes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she said it's just a very kind of light, fun, nostalgic thing that is, is kind of welcome right I now. I enjoy it. It was I enjoyed it very much. It's good stuff. Um, Benjamin Johnston, uh, Grizzly Man, 
and Encounters at the End of the World. I don't think I've seen that one, but I did see Grizzly Man. Uh, John Millsap says HBO's going clear. Boy, howdy. You ain't kidding. Uh, I took a photo, too, when I was in L.A. of the Scientology Productions. Over there in Los Feliz, where I used to live, that's Scientology Central. The Celebrity Center's over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the main buildings. Wait. The production department's over there. L. Ron Hubbard Way. I'm the thinking street. of, uh, what is it, um, Gilman Street? No, that's in San Francisco. What's the street where the big Scientology Center is that's near the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater? Yeah, that's it. Well, that's the Scientology Center. It's right across the street from UCB. That's where I'm thinking of. That, yeah, a friend Franklin. Of mine used to live. Franklin. Thank yeah. you. Exactly. Yeah, I love that area. There's yeah. a place called the Bourgeois Pig that's over there that I like. Yeah, uh, I used to go there. Really cool little record store and like uh-huh. bookstore right there. I want to say it's called Counterpoint, I think. Yeah, and there's a restaurant right next to UCB called Birds. It's yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I good like that stuff. area a lot. Great part of town. Uh, Dan Maynard says, it might get loud. Uh, that's the documentary of Jimmy Page, Jack White, and The Edge. Did you ever see that? I don't know, man. It seemed a little masturbatory to me. Well, I enjoyed it, but what I wanted was more of the three of them together. And they had all those. They tackled each one of them individually and then finally brought them all together at the end. And that was the best part. And I was like, man, that should have been the documentary right there. I thought it was very interesting. And I I did love, like, just the reverence for Jimmy Page from both of them. They were both just sort of like, okay. Yeah, epic, legendary guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony uh, Klutvik, great name. Dogtown and Z-Boys, agreed. Much, much better than the Lords of Dogtown movie that they made, the fictional film. This is Dogtown and the Z-Boys, right? What yeah, Dogtown the, and Z-Boys the was long, the, the doc. longboard riding guys? Well, all, all kinds of just early skateboarding mavericks. Right. Who were like fucking 14, which is crazy. Uh, Joshua Hall says, I know that voice. Uh, it's about voice actors. Uh, I think I've seen parts of that, actually. Vanessa Cashman, exit through the gift shop, of course. Great Banksy uh, doc. Did you see that Banksy news? <laughs> yeah. He like ha- has self-destructed his own painting at Sotheby's? Oh, man. I love that guy. I think everyone was kind of like, I think there was a percentage of people that were like, what an ass. And then the other 99% of the people were like, oh, that's great. Well, yeah, but the funny thing is, apparently it makes the painting even more valuable. Well, yeah, of course. Because it's like now it's... It's still there, and it's been Banksied. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Banksy has a very lovely uh, picture of a girl holding a heart balloon uh, that he had framed in uh, this sort of big fat frame that kind of looked strange. Yeah. It turns out that the, the frame had a shredder in the bottom of it. No one knew this. When it went to auction, sold for like 1.2 or 1.4 million... Somehow he activated. It must have been Bluetooth or something. No, no. There's a video he put on his uh, his. Uh, oh, it shows how he the, did it. Yeah, it shows him making the frame. Oh, okay. And, and then it shows like footage, like clearly covert footage from inside the auction. So either him or one so of his people, yeah. yeah, triggered it remotely, and it like the painting passes down through the bottom <laughs> of the frame and and shreds. It's, it's it's iconic. It is funny that though. After I saw that, and like the picture is still in there. It's not like it shredded and all just flew out. So it's hanging partially shredded down below the frame. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, that's going to be worth even more now. And of course, that's the case. Go, Banksy, go. But Exit Through the Gift Shop is such a smart movie because I'm not even convinced that it's fully a documentary. I think there's parts of it that are like manipulated and kind of like, uh, yeah. I don't know, the whole Mr. Brainwash thing. I don't know. Anyway, if you haven't seen it, that's it's a fabulous film. Yeah, it is. I just like his whole his whole jam. Punking the world. Uh, Lorraine Aykroyd says, Bowling for Columbine. First documentary I saw in cinema is so powerful and emotional, especially watching it in a packed cinema. Yeah, that was like when 
you know, he he what think what you will about Michael Moore, like he certainly brought documentaries back to the forefront in terms of like being bankable sure. and like, you know. Yeah, like playing in theaters. Playing in theaters, and, yeah. yeah. For real. Uh Michelle Lambing Crumb immediately came to mind. But uh OJ Made in America, also a close second. Yeah, those are great. Crumb. One of my favorite documentaries about the great uh, artist R. Crumb. Uh, Danny Garland says Hero Dreams of Sushi, of course. And Somm, S-O-M-M, uh, about uh, sommeliers, wine sommeliers. Uh, Danny, I saw both of those. Those are both great. I always see that one popping up on the Netflix, Somm. It's good. I mean, especially if you're into wine. You're, it's a must-see. Very, very intense, that uh, master sommeliers uh, test that you have to take. Very intense. Uh, Jamie Barney says Brothers Keeper from 1992. Not a well-known doc, but it took place about 30 miles from me. Um, yeah, totally. I saw Brothers Keeper. If you're into true crime, dig back into that one, everyone. That's a really, really good one. Very tragic. Uh, Tammy Mitchell says Spellbound, uh, best doc of all time. Oh, I love that one about the spelling bee case. Yeah, wonderful. Really sweet. Very, very good movie. Man, these are so great. Documentaries. Does it get any better? Yes. <laughs> uh, William Angus says, I love this film has not yet been rated in King of Kong. Yeah, those were both great. King of Kong was cool. And there was a development in that one recently where the the uh, the horrible Billy Mitchell, who is like kind of the big bully Kong guy, Donkey Kong, that is, uh, arcade champion in that movie, um, he got stripped of his title because he had been uh, cheater, cheating. Right? He was using an emulator. Uh, as opposed to actually playing it on the, the console and not the console, the uh, the cabinet version, and you can actually mess with the frame rate on the um, emulator version, so it's like slower or something. There's there's a way he was doing it where he was duking the stats. What a jackass, duking the stats. Mm-hmm. Never heard that one, Noel. You haven't heard duking the stats? No, man. We gotta we gotta take that wide. I don't know. Did I just make that up? That'd be pretty cool. Surely <laughs> that's, that's not. Surely a great not. T-shirt, duking the stats. Are you typing that shit in now? No. Um, Travis uh, Sheremy says Andre the Giant and HBO agreed just saw that great great documentary uh, and then finally we'll finish with uh, two more Jimmy oh, it's, it's juking the stats apparently <laughs> I like duking the stats better I've never heard of either one yeah I, I, juking really that's yeah. bizarre uh, Jimmy Mallory our old friend uh, says Hulu's documentary on the Dana Carvey show too funny to fail Highlights the Doom show and how everything in the atmosphere was just right for it to not work out. Real shame. Uh, really interesting. I haven't uh, haven't heard of that. That sounds really good, though, because I've heard about that show. And, you know, I had some legends on it. Colbert and uh, Smigel and Steve Carell. Amazing. I'm going to have to check that out, Jimmy. Thanks for the wreck. Juking the Stats is a uh, <laughs> specifically from The Wire, the show The Wire. Oh, really? Yeah, it's what they talk about when they're like trying to clear murders or whatever. Uh-huh. They're trying to like, you know, kind of make the murder rate seem lower than it is. Mm-hmm. They call it Juking the Stats. Juking the Stats. I was wondering, but I still prefer Duking the Stats. Interesting. Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's Katie Couric. I've used my podcast, Next Question, as a platform to explore the big issues we face in these crazy times. And right now, there's no crazier time and no bigger issue than the coronavirus, which is why we're switching gears and pushing our regular reported episodes to the summer. In the meantime, we're going to stay focused on the coronavirus, talking to the experts so you can really understand what's going on. 
I know it's overwhelming, but we can get through this together. You can listen to Next Question on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite shows. We want you to know that we are here for you. All right, on that note, we're going to finish with um, Stream This. That's right. What I've been watching lately. Stream it. Um, Speaking of The Wire, I've been watching The Deuce. Have you seen The Deuce? I have heard that it's pretty good. On HBO. Mm. It is the newest show, I guess, from uh, creator of The Wire, David Simon. And uh, I think he had some some help on this, and this wasn't a 100% David Simon production. Yeah, he's working with uh, another gentleman named George uh, Pelicanos. And um, David Simon brought us The Wire and uh, Treme. And the deuce is the story of sort of the early days of the sex trade industry in New York City in uh, Times Square in the early 1970s. Um, and it stars, well, it stars a, a bunch of great people, of course, because it's David Simon. It's got a huge, huge cast. But uh, James Franco is in it. Maggie Gyllenhaal is wonderful. Uh, Margarita, uh, I don't know how you pronounce her name, Laviva? Um, she's really great. I've seen her in some other stuff. Adventureland, she was in that. That's good. Uh, Emily Mead. Uh, Dominic Fishback, a um, lot, a lot of great people in this. Gary Carr, uh, Lawrence Giller Jr., who uh, I believe he was in The Wire too. Uh, Chris Bauer, really, really good stuff. Huge cast, and because it's David Simon, it's got a Wire esque feel in that it. Um, there are a lot of different storylines interweaving, and I feel like in the pilot, maybe even in the first couple of episodes, it's just introducing story after story after story. And then, you know, again, because it is a Simon production, that they're all sort of going to weave their tendrils through each other. It's gritty. It's realistic as hell. Cool. And um, It's about porn, right? Sort of? Yeah. Like, it, it, you know, there are sex workers, so um, that's going on. But also, very early going in the series, it's it sort of transforms from, uh, like, street-level sex workers to them getting into porn, porn acting, like – sort of the early days of pornography and how that is like a better alternative for them than turning tricks, you know, in Times Square. Uh, just good stuff, though. Like there's no uh, – like there, there's no judgments cast on these people, I think, which is a good way to play this. Yeah. Um, James Franco plays twin brothers. Which... Oh, what? I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's, because that's, it's that's, Franco. That's always the dream job, though, too, right? I think so. Yeah, to, like, show that you've got the chops to Yeah, act yeah, and he's pretty yourself. good in it. And I was, I was on Franco Burnout, and uh, obviously he had his, his Me Too uh, moment called out, and he seems to have weathered it okay because I don't hear a lot of people complaining about him. It's an interesting that he decided to be in this show, too. And, and this show is getting some – Love, but it's also coming out at a time that I think is tough for a movie about sex workers in the 70s um, starring James Franco, you know. I think that might be hurting it. I wonder. Because it's not – it hasn't blown up. Season two just came out though and it's a very expensive show. Yeah, and they already committed to a season three and apparently it's a one, two, three and done. Like they have it – and I think they're jumping ahead. I think season two is – I haven't gotten into that yet, but I think that goes into the 80s. Oh, okay. And I think they may be going into the 90s for season three. So it's almost like a Boogie Nights kind of thing where it goes sort from of. Like the, yeah. the golden age of film and pornography and then into the 80s when it's like all VHS and right. you know, video and the production value goes yeah, down. Yeah, for sure. Uh, good show, though. I like it. I mean, it, it's um, 
you kind of want to take a bath after you watch episodes. It's not like heartwarming and fun, <laughs> but uh, it's good stuff. Gritty, gritty TV. So I recommend it, everyone. The Deuce on HBO. If uh, you don't have HBO, just uh, I'll, I'll post my HBO Go login and everyone can just watch it. I'm just kidding. I won't do that. <laughs> All right. That's it for this week, Noel. Uh, this was a bit of a shorter one. We're going to get into Comic Card and ensuing episodes. Uh, but for today, that is all we have here on Mini Crush, and we look forward to you joining us next Monday. Goodbye. Have you ever wanted to be a fly on the wall in a therapist's office and get a behind-the-scenes look at what they're really thinking? I'm Lori Gottlieb. I'm a psychotherapist, and I write the Dear Therapist Advice column for The Atlantic. Hey, I'm Guy Winch. I'm a psychologist, and I write the Dear Guy Advice column for TED. And we're the hosts of a new show on the iHeartRadio podcast network called Dear Therapists. Think of it as an advice column in the form of a podcast. Except we talk to you. But it doesn't stop there. One of the most frustrating things for us as advice columnists is that no one gets to hear what happened and how things turned out. But on our show, you will. We ask listeners to test drive our advice and come back on to give us an update. So if you'd like to talk with us about a problem, big or small, send us an email at advice at iheartmedia.com. We can't wait to get you on our couch. Guy, they'll be calling in. Yeah, but they could be sitting on a couch. Disgraceland, a music and true crime podcast about musicians getting away with murder and behaving very badly, hosted by me, Jake Brennan, is back with season five. And you're not going to want to miss new episodes on Guns N' Roses, Jay-Z, Prince, Ozzy Osbourne, Nipsey Hussle, Run DMC, Selena, The Rolling Stones, and more. You can listen to Disgraceland on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rockerola.